Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN Weekly for Saturday, August 5th, 2023. And our top story today, markets are mixed as the U.S. credit rating is downgraded. Joining me now to help break it all down, talk about markets for the week is Jane King. She's a financial journalist joining us from the NASDAQ. Well, Jane, it's always great to see you. Welcome back to the program. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Great to be here, Jeffrey, as always. Uh, let's talk. I want to get to the credit downgrade in a minute, but let's talk about jobs, new jobs report out this morning. Yeah, it's been a big week, right? A lot of busy, a lot of news going on. So jobs report. So the U.S. added 187,000 jobs uh, during the month of July. That is the weakest job growth since December of 2020. So you remember all those people calling for a recession and we had a great job growth and really low unemployment rate. Maybe this is the start of something, but um, uh, interesting piece of uh, little nugget here from this jobs report. Uh, the prime working age Americans, so this is 25 to 54, now back up to pre-pandemic levels. Overall, the workforce isn't there yet, but the prime working age adults back to pre-pandemic levels now. Well, I'm certainly glad that I fall into that category of prime working age Americans. <laughs> <Me> too. <laughs> I'm just waiting for my compensation and wages to catch up. Jane, I wanted to ask you about the. Uh, I want to ask you about the uh, the Fitch downgrade of the U.S. Uh, long term debt. I think it was you know U.S. was at triple A. Now it's at I think triple double A, a plus. A plus. I think. Yeah, a it plus, was triple A, a now a, a plus. So what you know a little bit different that and for the reminder for the audience, there are many credit rating agencies: S and P, AM Best, Moody's. Yeah, Moody's uh, Fitch yeah. is one of them. So. What, how did the market react to this? Well, the market was down. So now, and also remember, we had um, a month of July that was just amazing, <laughs> three to 4% gains in the stock market. So maybe that was the excuse that it took to take some profits off the table. Sometimes as things kind of coincide. But you know what I think is most interesting about this is the debate that's going on. So you had Warren Buffett basically say, um, we're not doing anything different. This is no big deal. You know, um, Jamie Dimon called it ridiculous. Um, you had um, some other people on Wall Street, you know, kind of poo-poo it. Um, Steve Swartzman, uh, Blackstone CEO, said that, um, you know, he agrees with uh, what Fitch did, and he's worried about the spending and what Washington is doing. So, and if you look at what Fitch, their decision, they said, look, this has been 20 years in the making. I mean, we've, we've been... Um, you know, arguing about the budget. We've had, you know, gone right up to the deadline numerous times. We've had many government shutdown at one point. Uh, the spending just keeps ballooning and made worse by COVID. And so that would lead to their decision. And I mean, the credit rating's still high. Uh, it's not pristine like it was. It's still high. But, um, you know, we have a couple more of these and interest rates, you know, you're gonna have to pay more to borrow money. And then that sends you in a downward spiral. So I think it's a good thing that Fitch did this. So I am on the side of Schwartzman, not on Buffett and Diamond. I think that we need to call attention to the government spending because it's just been out of control, especially since COVID. Yeah, the only thing I would disagree with is it's not 20 years. I think it's been since like 1933, I think uh, 35, uh, since the reform measures that were put in place as a result of the Great Depression. That's a whole nother debate. Uh, Jane, last topic, Amazon and Apple earnings really going in 
right. different directions here. What do you, what yeah. do you got on that? We've got two different, we have two $4 trillion companies. <laughs> so, um, you know, they both came out like essentially within 30 minutes of each other. Well, iPhone sales are slowing for Apple. So now uh, they did have some growth in the app store. Um, their watches are so kind of strong. They'll probably unveil a new iPhone, new watch in September as they usually do. Um, but they just, you know, people are holding on to their iPhones for longer. And, um, you know, I've got, I've had mine for what, three or four years now. You know? This is a 10. This is an iPhone yeah. 10. So I bought this for my, my wife and I, 2016. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is seven years old. It's I, a little slow, but I'm not going to go out. I don't need a camera. You know, I'm not out there taking selfies. You never see me doing that. Yeah, no, mine, you know, is like four years old and um, I don't know, maybe I'll get one this year. I might wait another year. We'll see what kind of compelling features it has. But Apple, that's 50% of its sales is the iPhone. So, um, you know, it's a concern. And then Amazon, better than expected. Um, They seem to be, they did a lot of cost cutting and a lot of job cuts. So they really beefed up operations during COVID, maybe too much. They had to cut back on some of that. So now it seems like they're getting things in better alignment. Yeah, it's it's just amazing. Um, you know, Apple has been that stalwart, and you mentioned billion dollar market caps. I mean, or four billion dollar market caps. Just absolutely amazing. Yeah. Interesting to see the different um, directions they're going in. Jane King, always a pleasure chatting with you. We're going to miss you next week, but we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. I'll see you then. Thanks, Jane. Great to see you. Thanks for sharing your perspective. And when we come back, we'll take a look at some of our best segments for the week. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Welcome back. This week we discussed how depression related to traumatic brain injuries is very different. Let's take a look. Yeah, so psychiatrists have been trying to classify depression for over 100 years, and we've uh, been partially successful at certain classifications end up being meaningful, others don't. Uh, and one of the challenges over the years has been that uh, uh, that we didn't have a good neurobiological mechanism to, to look at it. 
So people were classifying things based on uh, patterns of symptoms that they were noticing, uh, or based on, like you mentioned, triggers or things that might be contributing to the depression. Uh, it, it turns out that uh, regardless of what the trigger of your depression is, whether it's related to emotional trauma or whether it's uh, uh, purely genetic or, or something else, uh, it seems to lead to similar types of depression, uh, or people can still get multiple types of depression either way. Uh, and, and so we, we, we as a field have been spending a lot of time trying to define those different subtypes using different biological approaches. Uh, we haven't converged on a complete answer, uh, but what we found in this particular study was that uh, in the case of traumatic brain injury, there actually is a pretty clear physiological distinction, which maps onto a clinical distinction that we've known about for a long time. One of the most common causes of brain injury in this study was military service. Uh, but but uh, sports injuries, motor vehicle accidents, physical assaults, all those sorts of things were, can also cause a brain injury. Uh, and it's well known that people with brain injury are at much higher risk for depression in the long term. But we've known for a long time as neuropsychiatrists and behavioral neurologists that it looks different. There are certain differences about these patients. The most obvious one is that they don't respond as well to treatment. The, uh, the medications and psychotherapy that work for uh, major depression without a brain injury don't seem to work for uh, depression after a brain injury. And so these people are struggling with uh, sort of chronic depression that doesn't respond to treatments. There are also certain uh, subtle differences about their symptoms that you only notice if you're, uh, if, if you're sort of an expert seeing these people all the time. Uh, and that's what led us to say, okay, you know what? Many of us have been seeing these people and thinking they look different in various ways. Let's see if we can go find a, a physiological distinction too. In this study, we found that PTSD was an independent driver of everything that we were looking at. It turns out that traumatic brain injury and PTSD are two totally independent things that can independently cause uh, uh, a lot of these symptoms. And that was another thing that partly motivated this is that uh, uh, for a long time, people were saying that TBI is not causing depression. It's not the physical damage, it's the emotional trauma associated with the brain injury. Somebody who had a brain injury in the military, for example, they must have gone through a really intense emotional experience also that led to that injury. Uh, but it turns out what we're finding here at the study is that there are two totally independent things which warrant two totally independent treatments, and they should, we should be giving each of them independent attention. And we also discussed how engaging in creative activities is really great for your mental health. Let's take a look. Um, about half of the population you know, in our surveys done by the American Psychiatric Association, uh, they uh, report uh, uh, themselves as anxious. And the anxiety level has uh, uh, increased uh, definitely in the past uh, you know, two years or more uh, because of the pandemic and also because of the climate crisis and the political uh, situation. Uh, this re really worry uh, a lot of people. Substance use, you know, is a major problem. Uh, you know, it's as much of a pandemic, you know, as uh, the, the COVID-19. Uh, so we have to keep that in mind also. It's important, you know, that health is not a simply absence of illness. And there's a concept of a positive health, you know, including positive mental health and uh, creativity. You know, one should have fun in one's life. One should uh, uh, have joy. And it's possible for people to have fun and joy, even in the face of uh, adversity and even in the uh, face of uh, severe mental problems or uh, physical problems. And we see a lot of people uh, with very advanced uh, disability or uh, advanced stages of illness who are still able to have uh, fun in life. And uh, this is where creativity uh, becomes uh, quite important. 
And also, uh, there's a concept uh, in neurology, uh, or, you know, in medicine in general, uh, use it or lose it. Uh, if we do not use uh, some uh, brain functions, you know, then you are going to uh, lose it. Uh, one of the things, you know, which we worry about as we age is uh, dementia and uh, creativity, uh, uh, you know, activities can play a role uh, in uh, uh, slightly reducing the risk of dementia. Nobody can totally avoid it. You know, if you live long enough, uh, it's a high probability uh, one would develop it unless, you know, one dies of other causes. Uh, but on the other hand, we want to uh, gain uh, more quality years, you know, with uh, less cognitive impairment, as well as, uh, you know, more physical fitness. And uh, creative activities will uh, become quite uh, significant in achieving it. Uh, the body cannot always be in a state of uh, stress. Uh, as we all know, sleep is uh, quite important uh, because um, uh, um, uh, people who sleep well, you know, like at least uh, seven hours uh, uh, a night, uh, they are more productive during the day. Their actual efficiency goes up and their mental health also goes up. Like that, engaging in uh, creative activities, in uh, stress reduction techniques, these again, you know, not only they kind of guard against disease, and in reality, they make the person even more productive and efficient in what they do, in problem solving, and uh, if they are doing you know, whatever work they are doing. Well, certainly great segments, great guests, of course. I want to thank all of our contributors this week. And that wraps up this episode of BRN Weekly. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more and all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? Well, of course, visit our website. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRN Sunday. I'll be joined by the Legal Eagles, and then we'll break down some markets and a lot more. You're going to want to... Tune in, of course. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio only podcasts, so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.